the future version of you is the current you unless you change something right now. There is no reason that the future version of you on Monday, on the first of the month, whatever arbitrary date or circumstance you have placed upon this version of you, there is no reason that that version of you is going to be more motivated or more willing to take action because they're going to have the same mindset as current you unless you take action now to change that mindset, to understand your habits and to actually start moving the needle forward, to start taking action. Welcome to Authentic Imperfection, the podcast hosted by me, Steph Allen. This is a space to discuss all things mindset, wellness, self-love and exploring your spirituality. I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm obsessed with helping you step into your authenticity and start taking messy action towards the life that you know you desire and deserve. Join me each week for solo episodes and deep dive conversations. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Imperfection. It's I'm here with a solo episode. And as soon as I set myself up to record this, I was like, oh, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to apologize that there hasn't been a solo episode. And yes, well, part of me is going to apologize. I'm really apologizing to myself more than anything because I actually love recording these solo episodes. And I can start telling myself the excuse that I've been busy, but the truth is, is that everyone's busy. Everyone's busy and we have to create time to do the things that are important to us. We have to create time to do the things that make us happy, to do the things that provide value, that are moving the needle. And that really flows on to what this little solo episode is going to be about. I don't think it's going to be overly long. In fact, (laughs) it can't be overly long because, and I'm sharing this not because I want some badge of honor or because I want people to be like, oh my God, look how much, how hard she's working. But I just think it's useful to provide context because I'm currently recording this at 6am on a Monday after a really busy weekend on call and before a full day of vet work. And like I said, I'm not sharing this because I'm like, I want you to be like, oh my God, look, you know, look how hard she's working. This is, you know, she's really committed and all of this stuff. I'm sharing this because this is the time that works for me. I am naturally an early riser. So I'm, I naturally now have trained myself to wake up at five, five thirty pretty naturally. So, and I do feel most creative before work. Like I know for me that I will feel absolutely knackered, to be honest, at the end of the day, like, and not drained in a burnt out sort of way. I mean, who knows what the day is going to bring, but not burnt, like not burnt out, but just, I know that there's going to be nothing creative coming through me after today. I know that tomorrow there's a Pilates class I want to go to at 6am. On Wednesday, 
that's my like content creation day, but I like to go to a cafe. So I'm not going to be able to record a podcast. It's making the time where there is the time. It's not. Yeah. Like that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about procrastination. I want to talk about taking action. Obviously this is a theme that is really important to me because it really affects so many people's lives. And I don't want to be like, what comes to mind is that I'm sure you've heard that Kim Kardashian quote where she's like, nobody works hard anymore. I mean, that I don't know what that voice was, but that's how I imagine that voice. Uh, you know, people just don't want to work. Is that what she says? And like, obviously that isn't the case and it's ignoring so much, but I want to talk about the reasons that you procrastinate. And in in particular, I'm going to talk about messy action. So messy action, my definition of messy action is imperfect inspired action. So it's action that when you don't feel ready, it's action when you're not really sure what the next step, the subsequent step is going to be, but you know that this feels like the right next step. And the reason that messy action is so important to me is because it's like a different sort of energy than just this hustling type energy. For me, hustle energy is action without direction. It's action because you feel like you should be doing something, not because you feel inspired to do it. It's running around in every different direction. It's being pulled in every direction. It's starting one thing, leaving it behind, doing something else because you're like, oh my God, this might be the idea. In fact, it's really rooted in scarcity. It's fact, like it's rooted in this belief that there's one thing that I need to do that's right. There's one right action. And the only way that I'm going to find that right action is by doing all the things, is by trying everything out. And the reason it's rooted in scarcity is because it's very limited. It's not opening yourself up to other possibilities, to more creative ways of thinking. And on one side of the coin, you might think, oh, well, if I'm trying lots of different things, then that's not scarcity. Like that's being open to different possibilities, but it's all about the intention behind the action. Because if you're trying different things and noticing the feedback, like if you're trying it with a sense of curiosity, you'll be like, hmm, what about if I go over there, try that out? You're not placing like an expectation of this must be the only thing that works. Like if I, this doesn't work, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, oh my God, I've tried so many things. Like hear that energy. Like it's that desperate, desperate energy is not the vibe. Whereas if you approach things with like, hmm, I'm just going to try this out and also try it out for, you know, more than a minute. Let's not just try something out. And as soon as you hit the first roadblock to turn back, just be like, hmm, can I make this work? Does this feel right? Checking in with yourself. 
And then if it doesn't work, if you get feedback that it's not going to work, just I had a beautiful quote. It was from the, again, I'm going to paraphrase it, and I also don't know who it's attributed to. So it was on uh, a Diary of a CEO episode, a recent episode with the Spotify CEO. And it was a quote from one of the Spotify, Spotify, Shopify, Shopify. I can see my little Spotify logo in there. So I'm just shouting out all the brands. <laughs> so it was a quote from the Shopify founder. And he was talking about failure. As, and I often say failure is feedback, but the way he worded it, I really liked. And it was this, that failure is just finding another way that doesn't work. And I was like, yeah, that's all it is. So anyway, going back to that hustle versus inspired action. So that hustle energy is really chasing things because you're looking for the next big thing. Whereas that inspired, that messy action is just trying something out with curiosity. And it doesn't mean that you're not invested in the outcome. Like you obviously are motivated for success, but you're not putting all of the pressure on this one way of doing things. You're not thinking, oh God, you know, if I get, if this doesn't work, then that's just another sign that, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing the right thing. It's that narrative. It's that story that we attach to the outcome that is detrimental. It's not this actual success versus failure. It's the narrative we attach to it. So the thing about action without direction is it leads to burnout because you're not getting really the benefits that you actually want from the action. It makes you like, oh, I like to think about it as if you're, if you know the direction you're going in, you've got the clarity on the direction you're going in. Even if you reach a roadblock, you will just sort of detour around it. You detour around it. It's not going to be linear. There's going to be lefts. There's going to be rights. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. But if you're just going with this action without direction, without clarity, you might end up going around in circles and you don't even notice. And then you realize you're in the same place, which further decreases your motivation because you're like, well, what's the point? What's the point? Nothing ever works. I'm sure you've been there before in that in that mindset. Well, what's the point? There's no point in me even doing this. And that can be a real source of procrastination as well. It's this previous history of burning yourself out with taking lots of actions. So you end up feeling like, well, I may as well just not do anything. Because that's one of the first big reasons that people procrastinate is this analysis paralysis. It's this Oh, well, there's so many things that I want to do. I don't know how to get started. Or you, like I said, you start lots of different things, but you never actually take them past the point of usefulness. You just keep it in that really exhausting initial phase. Like that's the thing with any kind of action is you need to build that momentum. When you're pushing like they i think they use that analogy all the time of like pushing a snowball up a hill it's like that feels exhausting when you 
reach like a certain critical mass, it will st- and you start going like down the hill, the snowball will start building on itself. Like you'll build that momentum. It will start having a life of its own. So if you're constantly in that initial building momentum phase, but you never get to the point of actually getting the momentum, of course you're going to be exhausted. So when it comes to the analysis paralysis, there's a few different things that I like to do to overcome this. And the first is, and this sounds counterintuitive, but is to actually do less. And by doing less, I don't mean, you know, sitting on the sofa, binging Netflix, staring at something because you're not doing anything. I mean, actually schedule time to do something mindful. Because often when we're in this analysis paralysis, we revert to really like kind of mundane um, or not very mindful activities. So you might be cleaning the house. Yes. Like often, you know, procrasta cleaning or whatever, procrasta baking, you might be doing that, but are you doing that listening to a podcast, trying to fill your brain with information? Are you doing that? And your inner dialogue is like, oh my God, I should be doing something else. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. If you're really in a point of stagnancy, like you need to be connecting to your intuition and to connect, like no one connects to their intuition. Well, very few people would connect to their intuition while they're writing a to-do list or they're in the middle of something. It usually happens when you are, you know, taking a long shower, you're going for a walk in nature. Like, can you give yourself without guilt to actually be like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a 30 minute walk with no headphones, maybe not even your phone, and just be with yourself. A walk in nature would be perfect. Meditation, breath work, something that's, you're not trying to be productive. You are just being there. You're observing. You're giving yourself some space. Another practical thing for analysis paralysis I spoke about this on my stories the other day, and quite a few of you resonated, is this idea of brain dumping. So brain dumping, which I'm sure you are familiar with, but if you haven't heard of it, it's basically where you write everything down that you need to do. Everything. And some people do this in different ways. And again, it's you know, take what serves you, leave what doesn't. Some people will only write down what they want to do for like their business or for their work or for something like that. And they want to keep their like personal things pretty separate. I personally just put it all down into one thing and maybe I'll change that at some point. But for example, if I know that the next day I've got so much on and even the thought of it just makes me really stressed out, I will write down either my phone app or on an actual piece of paper, I will write down everything that needs to be done. So if I need to record a podcast episode, that goes on there. If I need to make a some content, it will go there. If I need to finish some clinical history notes for work, it will go there. If I need to pay a bill, 
I need to pick up something from the post office. And when you have it all written down, I know that like can sound pretty scary and you'd be like, I don't know if I want to look at that. But the way that a brain dump is different to a to-do list is you're not expecting that you're going to get all of those things done. And even that might trigger you a little bit, be like, but I want to get them all done. But the thing is, is if you're staring at a massive list, you've got no idea where to start. Because the next key part about brain dumping is what I do is I then make three things that I have to do. And what like have to, even that's quite a like sort of energy, but three things that I really value. And I know will benefit me if I get them done or they're really time sensitive, something like that. Like there's a reason. And I make those a certain cut. Personally, I highlight those and then I'll block out time. Like I'll time block periods of time that is dedicated to those things. And if something else comes up, I'm like, no, this is what I'm doing at that time. And then once you've got those three things done, there can be another three things. And it's like easy to get into the trap of just getting it all done. But if you've got the energy, like check in with yourself every three things. Check in with yourself and be like, do I have the energy to do extra things? Because those first three things, if you if that's all you achieve in the day, that's perfect. That's amazing. You've prioritized and you've completed those tasks. Celebrate that. And if you've, and once you get going, you often build the momentum to do more. The problem with that analysis paralysis is you're stuck in this idea of like, well, I don't even know which one to do. So that's the, really the first, well, there's a few things tied up in that, but analysis paralysis is often the one of the many roots of procrastination is this just not knowing where to start. So giving yourself the space for your intuition to actually drop in, brain dumping, and prioritization. Like it's not super sexy, is it? But you're probably listening to this being like, mm, I know this consciously, but are you actually doing it? It's a very big difference between thinking you know something and actually implementing it. Another thing that ties in with this messy action piece is perfectionism. So the perfectionism procrastination loop is, was an old friend of mine. (laughs) And it's something that I work with my clients a lot to understand and to really create safety around what it is that they are protecting themselves from. Because your perfectionism when procrastination is rooted in perfectionism, it's actually a self-protection mechanism. And it's going to be different for every single person. And this is where doing the deep work and honestly doing the deep work with someone else, because this is such an unconscious pattern for so many people that even when you start to bring it into the awareness, there's going to be blind spots. There's going to be blind spots that you cannot see because you're up close to it. Sometimes you need to zoom out and get some perspective, which can be very challenging by yourself. 
because you're so used to doing things in a certain way that sometimes it takes someone just to be like, "Mm, I'm noticing this. Is this true for you? Where does this come from? So when procrastination is rooted in perfectionism, it can show up in many ways. One of the most common things is trying to make sure everything is perfect before you even start. So I see this with, we've got to, you know, I'm not going to start a podcast until I've got the perfect microphone, until I've done this. I'm not going to start sharing on Instagram with my business until I have a certain amount of followers, which, I mean, you can already tell how flawed that is. I'm not going to go to the gym until I've already got fit. I'm not going to go to the gym until I have bought my workout gear. I'm not going to start eating healthy until Monday. Because on Monday I can get everything ready. I can have all my meal prep sorted. I can do all of that. But like, you know, it doesn't matter until then. And you can notice that like these things will never happen. Like these, you're all you're doing is kicking the can down the road. You're passing the buck really to your future version of you with the misconception that the future version of you is going to be more motivated than the current version of you. This is key. The future version of you is the current you unless you change something right now. There is no reason that the future version of you on Monday, on the first of the month, whatever arbitrary date or circumstance you have placed upon this version of you, there is no reason that that version of you is going to be more motivated or more willing to take action because they're going to have the same mindset as current you unless you take action now to change that mindset, to understand your habits and to actually start moving the needle forward, to start taking action. It's easy to pass the buck, pass the blame, put all this pressure on future you because you're creating separation. But future you is current you, unless you change. And one question I want to leave you with is, how is your procrastination benefiting you? How is it benefiting you? Because any habit that you have is providing some kind of value. And I like to think of habits as whether they serve me or whether they don't. Or whether they serve, I should say, the highest version of me, my most authentic self. Because they are serving a part of you. They are serving the exiled parts of you in some way. And it's finding out where that comes from. Which look, you might not figure that out right now. It might have come to you in a download. This might be part of your life's work to understand where this comes from. But you will never find the answer to something unless you start asking questions or have someone reflect questions back to you. And so there's a few tips, a few tricks, some deeper work mentioned in this in this episode. Feels good to have another solo episode out. Gonna prioritize that. 
this week. So if some of this resonated and you're listening to this live, there's still a few days left to join my program, Purpose Over Perfection. This is a live eight-week group program that is focused on really getting to the root of what's holding you back from showing up as your most authentic self, whether that's perfectionism, people-pleasing, procrastination, any of these masks that you're wearing, you're feeling like you just want to get to know yourself more. You want to understand why you do the things you do and why you don't do the things that you say you're going to do. This is going to be a super intimate container. This is the first round. I'm running it. So I'm actually offering it at a really low investment point because I want to get feedback from you guys too. I'm going to be totally honest. This is a program with lots of self-paced modules from topics such as understanding your subconscious mind, imposter syndrome 101, to really focusing on finding your purpose, on finding what will bring you the most fulfillment, which direction to take, how to tap into your intuition, all of these things, plus the opportunity to have live Q&As and coaching meditations, all of the things are going to be jam-packed into here. Now, because it is the first round, that's why I'm offering it at quite a low investment point. The investment is only £333, so that's British pounds, or three payments of 111. And if this sounds like something that you are interested in, please send me a message on Instagram, send me a message on send me an email, steph at finding-flowstate.com or a message on Instagram at findingflowstate. There will be notes in the show notes as always. And the doors close on Friday, the 26th of May. So as this goes live, that's only a couple of days. So if you're listening, you're feeling that nudge, you're like, I need a bit more direction, need a bit more clarity, then you know what to do. And until next time, Have a beautiful, beautiful week and I will catch you then. Bye. The Authentic Imperfection podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples today.